0: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Uh-huh. And this episode will be coming out on Christmas Eve. Yay! So if Merry you, Christmas! So if, if you celebrate, Merry Christmas.
1: And if not, Happy Holidays! Yeah.
0: So, because it is Christmas, and I know that you and I have a lot going on yeah. right now, we kind of wanted to do something a little bit different and special, maybe a shorter episode than yeah. you might be used to from us. Maybe not. We'll maybe see.
1: Not. Maybe we'll just talk for an hour. Yeah. You never know.
0: We'll see. But I wanted to do Baby It's Cold Outside. Yes. Because... It has been the topic of conversation for the last few
1: Christmases. Yeah, and this year especially, it's really come to the forefront. But Keegan, do you remember when we were decorating at Lillian's apartment years ago? Yeah, it was like seven years ago. And Amari was there, and we were all talking about Baby It's Cold Outside? Yeah. I just remember that conversation so well because like, I'd heard the song, and I'd been like, oh, it's weird. But that was like my first conversation I'd had talking about... How be right. it is. Yes. Yes. I also remember talking about you're so vain and talking about clouds in my coffee. Yeah, and
0: being like, what the fuck does that
1: mean? <laughs> I love that line. Um
0: Yeah, so many like Christmas songs don't make any sense. Like I listened yeah. to the lyrics of Last Christmas recently yeah. and I was like, what? Yeah. Once bitten and twice as shy? What does that mean? <laughs> anyway. It was the eighties. Yeah, things meant different things back then. <laughs> but yeah, baby it's cold outside was one of my favorite Christmas songs. Probably my favorite Christmas song growing up. Well, because
1: it's that, you know, call and respond kind of, like, beautiful duet. And the melody is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It won an Oscar. Yeah, it's a beautifully... You
0: know, written song. Yeah. It's a beautiful sounding song. Um, and so I understand why people have such a sentimental attachment to it and right. why they're so upset because this year a lot of radio stations have decided to pull the song all together yeah. and not play it.
1: Well, and I'm going to say I actually have a counter argument, not necessarily something that I'd ever thought about, but I was doing just a little bit of extra research last night before I went to bed and I read a really interesting variety article written by a feminist who had a different. Point right right it. which so, is
0: which is what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So there are obviously points and counterpoints. Yeah. And last year whenever the debate was really revving up about yeah. this topic, there was a English major had written a Post that went viral about why this song is actually not offensive. So we're going to kind of examine both sides of that argument and then kind of have a conversation about what we think about it. Yeah, should we
1: start with why we feel it's offensive? Yes. Um. So if you can, we just like sing the song. I'm just kidding. (laughs) If it wasn't like to pay royalties. Dead this morning. (laughs) Um. If
0: you are unfamiliar with this song, which I don't know how you've managed to escape it for this long if you've not you know really heard it <laughs> It is a song featuring a man and a woman and he is trying to convince her to stay by yeah. saying that it's cold outside so she can't go home. Yeah. And she is giving him a bevy of um, excuses yeah. as to why she needs to leave.
1: Yes. So the song was written by Frank Loesser in 1944. He actually wrote it as something for he and his wife to sing as like a goof at parties. Yeah. And I so mean, that's it's, kind it's, of how it started. It's definitely
0: that's i think a reason why a lot of people are so attached to it is because there really aren't that many duets like christmas duets. Yeah. And so this one gets made and remade and remade like yeah. so much because it's a beautiful song that two people can sing exactly. together. Exactly.
1: And it was it was featured in the movie in 1949 the movie Neptune's Daughter which actually won an Oscar for best original song. Um, but yeah, it's it's that interesting thing, and we talked about this briefly on another episode where we were just kind of like hinting that we were going to talk about this. This reminds me a lot of like the Aziz and Sari situation, right? Exactly, where it's like that relentless pursual of somebody saying like, "No, no, no, don't go, don't go. No, I really need to go. No, stay. No, I really should go," and just continually trying, right? And that trying that and trying. turning
0: that no into a yes thing that we've seen yeah. to be very cultural. It's you know, we talked about it in our notebook episode. It's something that was deeply ingrained into both male and female behavior. Yeah. And I would argue, and we'll get to that, but when we talk about the reasons why people think that this song isn't offensive, I would argue that that aspect of this song, regardless of the cultural, societal norms of the time, is still very problematic. Yeah. Because it perpetuates... Rape culture, whether it means to or not, it
1: does. But there is the, I mean, and again, we'll get into it later. But there is the argument that she does want to, but she, the, but it's the society coming upon her that she's not supposed to stay. The well,
0: night. that that was my interpretation of it growing up. Yeah. I, I do think that that is the. I do think that that is what they were trying to do. Like, I do think that that. Well some were of the lyrics
1: do. are really creepy. Like. Um, Mind if I move in closer? Gosh, your lips are delicious. How can you do this thing to me? Right. You know, like, it's
0: very blamey. Yeah. In a way that makes me uncomfortable. I think that that's a big part of it as well. It's like, regardless of what the song is trying to say, yeah. it puts the onus on the woman in a very like, dangerous way.
1: Yes, exactly. And there is and that's the thing that you have to realize too is that there could be an intention with something, but then there are people who are going to take it another way. And I doubt there's people out there who are like, I'm gonna listen to this Christmas song and I'm gonna be like this guy. Right. You know, but there but there is something where it's it's like any media that we take in, there are certain ideas about the things that we learn through listening and seeing these things without really saying, making a decision to listen to them. It's just what we are used to. And there are certain things that just don't age well. Like, you know, the
0: joke of, say, what's in this drink? When you watch movies from the 1940s and 50s, it's a very common joke that's made. And very often, as this English major pointed out in this post, very often it's a joke whenever there is no alcohol in the beverage at all. When, yeah. you're, when you're acting kind of silly and you're like, oh, so what's in this drink? You know, it must be the drink making me act, you know, crazy. Yeah. But in the context of a 2018 America... Say what's in this drink? Yeah. Seems very, very rapey. right.
1: I I read where it's like there were no roofies back then, but it's like I mean, you first of put all, other yes,
0: stuff. first of all, yes, there were. Yeah, there were quaaludes. Which uh, asked Bill Cosby. Yeah.
1: Um. Ooh, you this know. line: What's the sense in hurting my pride?
0: Yes. It's, yeah. I don't like male that ego, one. toxic masculinity yeah, creeping like, in. Ugh,
1: just sleep with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very whiny. It's very yeah. whiny.
1: And only. Don't hurt my pride. And you're right. There was there were drugs back then that definitely could have been put in the drink. And that's the line for me that I always have been like, ooh. Right. I mean, like, and in the
0: context of like a 1940s America, it it meant something different. It
1: could have just been like oh, like, you're, this this drink is just making me feel a certain way. You right.
0: Know? I mean, well, it was a common uh, phrase. Yeah. It was like in the zeitgeist at the time. It was a very common, you know, phrase yeah. that was said in popular culture. So yeah. they had that context of, like, this is what this means, and it doesn't mean she's being drugged. Yeah. But in the context of, ni- you know, 2018, yeah. it means something completely it different. It means something
1: completely different mm. because, as Keegan knows, it's way too easy for someone <laughs> to just sleep flip something in a drink for those of you who don't remember
0: right and, and
1: Anthony right yeah we both got roofie this yeah year? oh yeah. god that's like one of my biggest fears I can't yeah it's it. a
0: very strange feeling
1: and horrifying yeah
0: it's it's very scary especially I mean especially
1: like if you're like so let's take it in the context of like they had a date you know she went over they had dinner it was a whole thing and you're with someone that you think that you trust and if you think that somebody's put something in your drink, you're not even just at a bar. It's someone that you think – again, in the context of the time, that's not what they meant. But imagine, like, right. being in someone's home that you feel comfortable with or you feel safe with, and then, like, oh, God, what's in this drink? That's my worst – like, being abducted or, like, kidnapped has always been one of my biggest right. fears. Yeah. And that's where my mind would go. I'd be like, oh, shit, I'm here with – who is this person?
0: Well, and – You know, Madigan and I have recorded an entire episode on Relentless Pursual that the audio quality wasn't good on and we had to throw out. But when we were recording that episode, we talked about how basically every woman has been in a situation where they've had to try and use other tactics to get out of it, right? So They've they've had to say, you know... um, there's bound to be talk tomorrow, or my dad's waiting up for me, or, you know, my my aunt is waiting up for me, yeah. or whatever, yeah. to try and make excuses to give a soft no to get out the door, because giving a hard no could, could lead to scary. violence. Yeah, it you could know? lead to violence. And so it can be read that way, that... She's trying all of these excuses to get out of the door safely. I'm just picturing
1: as the song goes, he's walking closer and closer to her and she's just like backing up, backing up.
0: Right. Backing up, uh, backing no, up. I need to leave. I need to leave. I because to I've out. definitely been in that situation where I'm like, okay, what excuses can I use to get out of this situation that aren't a direct no? Because yeah. a hard no can sometimes infuriate. You don't know the reaction of this person, exactly. like what their response is oh, going to be. And I've
1: definitely gone along with things before out of uncomfortableness or fear where I I remember like I had this like I didn't even know it was a date this guy came over and we were watching TV and then he just started kissing me and I kept being like, my roommate's gonna be home any minute. he's gonna be home any minute. I lived with two guys at the time when we were, like, on the living room couch. And thank God he walked through the door. And I was like, oh, sorry, like, this makes me really uncomfortable. Like, I live with two guys, like, you don't yeah. need to go. So, like, the, I had an out, but I had to go along with it. Like, I felt like I had to go along with it until right. we got home. I was also, like, 18 and really didn't have much of a backbone or understanding of that, too. But I also
0: think it's, it's very understandable that you would be afraid possibly, of pushing him away or getting out of it. Because you have that fear of rising violence, yeah. right? Where you're just, like, you have to weigh the options like... Or even of just like- an
1: argument, too. Like, I don't know, I just never... And I when I was younger, too, I didn't understand that I had the power to say no to those things. And I'd gotten myself into a lot of situations when I was younger at parties and things like that where I would find myself... Um, not even, not even always getting as far as kissing, but just, like, being followed or talked to by somebody and not realize, like, I felt I had to be nice. I had to give in it and be right. accommodating because I didn't realize that no was an option. Well, and, and looking at this song in that way. She's saying no. She's saying no,
0: and he's saying you're hurting my pride. Yeah. Right? So, that's kind of the way we have been conditioned. Like, yeah. do you have to handle their ego with such kid gloves? Yeah. You know, and if you don't, there could be consequences Well, for and that. I feel
1: like it's something that, like, that was a thing that, like, mothers teach their daughters, too. You know, it's like, you're not supposed to, like, turn a guy down. And then there's also that culture back then where it's like, well, if a guy likes you, like, it's, you don't want to be an old maid, you know, you don't It's incredibly flattering,
0: down. but also... You can't be a slut. So you're getting these kind of like conflicting um, messages, which is kind of what... So if we want to kind of move into why people... Some some people consider this maybe a little bit more of a feminist type of song. Yes. Um, it's because they see it in the context of the time this woman is trying to exer- exercise her sexual agency. Yes,
1: but feels like she has to pull it back. So in this Variety uh, article that I said that I'd read, um, this woman is calling it an ultimate pre-walk of shame anthem with no actual shame involved on either duet partner's part. It's a dialogue who both very much want to get it on, but only one of whom in the song's period setting has the freedom to explicitly say so. So the guy is willing to hone in on his sexuality and ask her to stay the night where the girl feels like, I'm not supposed to do this. Right.
0: So in, in this post that went viral either last mm-hmm. year or the year before, it yeah. says, Basically, the song only makes sense in the context of a society in which women are expected to reject men's advances whether they actually want to or not. And therefore, it's normal and expected for a lady's gentleman companion to pressure her despite her protests because he knows that she would have to say that whether, she, whether or not she meant it. And if she really wants to stay, she won't be able to justify doing so unless he offers her an excuse other than I'm staying because I want to. Yeah. So he's giving her excuses, right? He's saying it's cold outside. So if they ask you tomorrow, you can just say, he was just being a gentleman. He didn't want me to have to go home in this terrible weather. Yeah. And it's a reason other than like, I wanted to have sex, so I right. stayed.
1: And something interesting that I read in this article as well, it says, Baby, It's Cold Outside is the story of a woman doing battle, not with a guy who won't take no for an answer, but with the expectations of a society that won't take yes for an answer. The most critical word in the whole piece is ought, as yes. in I ought to say no, 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 sir. She isn't trying to fend off advances. She is mouthing excuses so she can at least say that I tried.
0: Yes, yes. And I think that, to me, that's it, it is clear that that is what's happening here. It's clear to me that it's two people who want to stay together and are looking for excuses to mm-hmm. not be judged by society. I still think that it's pretty problematic Yeah, that that needed to be a thing in the first place. But and I
1: never thought of it in the way that the Variety article was saying it. That wasn't my initial response to the song when I hear it. I think, my, I think that was well, my initial was, response to the song. When my, I was younger, but as an adult when I heard it, my response was, ishk, You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I think it can be both. I don't think that either one is mutually exclusive. I don't think that... This song needs to be banned on the radio. However, if it makes women feel safer, then yeah. fine. Then and it's I banned. like one
1: one radio station because um, they had a lot of negativity around banning it. They were like, "Well, we're going to put out a survey." So they put out a survey, and overwhelmingly, people were okay with it being on the radio. And they made like a post on Twitter or something that said, "You know, the majority said that they wanted it back on the radio, but we want to make sure that you know, we wanted to make sure that." the women who are listening to the song felt safe majority rules we're going to put it back on but we hear you we understand for the people who it makes uncomfortable which yeah. I think is great i think that that's an appropriate response i i do think that
0: these ideas are not exclusive of one another i think that it is an uncomfortable song because no matter what the context of these this exact situation or the context of society at this time or whatever, it's still illustrative of something that people go through now, that almost every woman I have ever known has gone through now. And it is something that I think, not just this example, but also The Notebook, also a lot of these like romantic uh, comedies and things that we grew up with, they do send the message, particularly to men and boys, that... Listen, she really wants to stay with you. Right. She really well, wants to stay. She's making excuses because she doesn't want to be judged. So just push yeah. that no and turn it into a yes. Well, like
1: we were talking about in the episode that never got aired or whatever you want to call it, uh, the episode of How I Met Your Mother, how to turn a no into a yes. Yes. You know, there is that. There, I mean, that's as simple as you can put it. You yeah, know? Like, I mean,
0: yeah. And it's something that I... I think that all men have kind of ingrained in them. That's why the Aziz Ansari situation was so polarizing.
1: Yeah, and in the Me Too movement, it is important for us to examine the media that we are taking in on a day-to-day basis, and so I'm glad that we're having this conversation about this song, because I think it's really important. Um, There's this uh, essay called Listening While Feminist, and there's a quote from that saying, it's a song about the desires even good girls have. And I think that's something that is very empowering, and we should show that all women... Well, I shouldn't say all, because there are people who don't desire sex, but, like, most women, I guess, will have those desires, and we feel that we are supposed to behave a certain way. We're supposed to have men want us, but we're not supposed to sleep with them. Right? You know, there are these expectations on us, and you can be a good girl and still like sex. Right. But I think that in the context of this song, it makes it a little bit murky.
0: Right, and I think something that also like looms heavy for me when listening to this song is like, okay, so she wants to stay, clearly. Yeah. What if she does stay? What are the repercussions on her of that? You know what I mean? Because she is still living in a society where, I mean, her father is pacing the floor or whatever. And what's going to happen when she goes home? You know what I mean? She'll
1: probably be chastised
0: by her family. Exactly. So, to me, regardless of whether or not she wants to say, if she's saying she needs to leave, you need to let her go because she's the one who's going to have to deal with the consequences of staying. Yeah. You know what I mean? You won't.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen, and this is veering off Baby It's Cold Outside, but have you seen the video of Miley Cyrus changing the words to Santa Baby? I have not watched it. Okay, I love it. My friend Haley sent it to me yesterday, and I was like, love this. So I don't like Miley Cyrus. What? I'm going to come out and say that. I love her. I do not like did her. Did you see her with Sean Ono Lennon doing um, Happy Christmas, The War Is Over? Um, I saw her on SNL. She did that on SNL. Yeah. Um,
0: I... Okay, we'll we'll have a problematic faves Miley okay, edition yes, because Miley, Miley is
1: very problematic. But and I love and she yeah she rubs me wrong anyway yeah but and and this is I mean like they're saying this is a feminist anthem but again a lot of the things that she talks about is very white feminist it's not incredibly intersectional but I really like the whole idea of what she did so she was on jimmy fallon and they're like okay we're gonna do our santa baby sketch and she's like looking over the lyrics and she's like i can't sing these like a slip of sable under the tree like i'm a veg i'm a vegan i can't i don't want a fur like why am i wanting all this jewelry and fancy cars she's like i don't want any of this so he jimmy fallon's like just do whatever you want just go with it do whatever you want so she's like okay cool so she starts the song and then jimmy and mark ronson are in the back like oh she's changing everything what do we do and it's cute so Here are some of the lines that she changes. She goes, Santa baby, I don't need any fancy jewelry, not me. I've got something else in mind, Santa baby, and I don't need your presents tonight. And then she goes on to sing, Santa baby, I'd love to know my ass won't be grabbed at work by some ignorant jerk. Tell the dirtbags to put away their chimneys tonight. And then there's another line, too, where like she's about to like say, I don't want any dick pics, and they kind of cut it out. And then there's one thing where she's like, there's one thing I really need and something, something equal pay. So like it, it is very white feminist, but I thought it was kind of a fun um, little sketch. No, that, I think that's that great. Did. And be, also because there's two guys in the background who are coming out with jewelry and coming out with keys to a car and like thinking that she's going to be singing the original song. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, what do we, yeah. what do, we do here? I, I do think that's great. I, I'm not,
0: i not. I know that Miley Cyrus is a lot of good things. You know, I also
1: just really like her voice. It's so weird, but I love it.
0: I don't like her I voice. I know you
1: don't. I do. Um, I'm like a my first concert ever was the Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, Jonas Brothers concert. When I think I was,
0: I was a little. I, I'm only a couple of years older than you, but I think I was just too old.
1: I to be should into not have Hannah been Montana. that into
0: it. I was too old. I mean, people in my grade were into Hannah Montana, but I. I just never was. You were
1: too cool with your eyeliner and your John Lennon t-shirt. I and you were was like,
0: far too emo to be into yeah, my Yeah, you like, I'm
1: going to listen to really indie bands. And yeah, really I was
0: cool. too busy listening to Belle and Sebastian to yeah. care about Hannah Montana yep. <laughs> at that time. Um, but but no, I found that interesting. I, I do, I do. I find that interesting. I find that great. I'm yeah. glad that she did that, because Santa Baby is another one of those songs that we could examine. Overly
1: sexualized. Well, it's funny, too, because like, my aunt sent my mom and I in our little group text a, a text a couple weeks ago that's like, isn't it really weird hearing a man sing Santa Baby? Because Michael Bublé did did Santa Buddy. Santa Buddy, yeah. yeah. And then um, my mom was like, is it just me or does a guy singing Santa Baby sound weird to you? And I said, it's oddly sexual. And my mom goes, yeah, I'm kind of turned on right now. And then Anne goes, you're both nuts or no, my mom says, you're both nuts, probably, and for me, maybe a little horny. And I said, okay, so my mom, ever since I was in high school, has asked for a vibrator every year for Christmas, and my dad asks for a shiny gold thong. So it's like this Mm -hmm. weird ongoing family joke, because Mm -hmm. they used to, at the cabin, they'd be like, Frank, when are you doing your thong dance? And like, whatever. So I said to my mom, I'm like, Good thing I'm buying you that vibrator for Christmas. And my mom goes, It will be it will be put to good use. And then I posted it on Instagram and like no responses. And I thought it was really funny. And then like the next day I was like, Oh god, that sounds so porny. Like <laughs> I'm confused. So is it like for the song? She, yeah. Well, it started out talking about the song. My mom's like, I'm kind of turned on right now. Like, oh, I kind of like hearing a guy sing Santa Baby. And I was like, well, good thing I'm getting you that vibrator for Christmas. <laughs> My mom's a weirdo. But yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I texted Max and I was like, did that sound super porny? And he was like, yes. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, without any context, it's it's a little strange.
0: <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think all of those I kind of want to fuck Santa songs are, yeah. are weird.
1: Mommy kissing Santa Claus is weird. And I think it's supposed the, like,
0: to be with the understanding
1: that that's your dad. Yeah, you know what but I mean? Some people will say that it was infidelity, that like it's another guy that comes in dressed as Santa. I think I saw Mommy kissing
0: Santa Claus is definitely like the dad. dad. Um, Santa Baby, I've heard, and this is a big reason why people have a, a problem with that song, is I've heard that it's supposed to be um, like a sugar baby.
1: Totally. Like, a sugar, like a sugar baby daddy. to
0: a married man.
1: Yeah. You know? And it like- totally sounds like, well, because Santa's got Mrs. Claus. And he's supposed to, you know, give her all this money and a yacht and a car and blah, 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 blah. And, like, it is very much like a sugar daddy situation. And, and she's
0: kind of saying, like, you only have my affections for as long as you give me stuff. Next year yeah. I could be just as good if you check off my Christmas list. Yeah. I haven't talked to any of these guys, but I could yeah. if you don't continue I've, to give me stuff. I
1: haven't kissed as many guys as I could have. Yeah. Because I'm saving myself for you but only if you buy me. me a car. Yeah. yeah. And then another song that I was listening to the other day, because as, you know, for the, a couple weeks you we'd know, we were going to do this episode, so I was kind of, like, examining Christmas songs more in my car, and we just recently did a cultural appropriation episode, and there is a song where it's, like, dressed up like Eskimos, yeah, which I I think a lot of people gloss over, but it, again, it's a it's the Christmas song. It's a classic Christmas song. Well, you know. I I think we're a, I think
0: we are at a place now where we need to start incorporating new Christmas songs. Yeah, um, because but it's we, so hard.
1: All the new ones suck.
0: Well, but they only suck because our old Christmas songs are so tied. To our nostalgia because okay, but like, the last song, the dumb
1: like top 40 pop sounding Christmas songs. But I'm these like, these were
0: me a dumb break. pop sounding Christmas songs when they came out. I guess. That's the thing, it's like I just the, the last like song to have made it into the canon of Christmas songs that gets played all the time.
1: All I want for Christmas is you, yeah.
0: That's the last one to really make it into our like Christmas canon of like yeah. classic Christmas songs, and yeah. that was like 20 years ago, yeah. So We need to start incorporating new songs because as we move forward, as we've seen with Baby It's Cold Outside, these songs are not going to age particularly They're not. You can't put cultural slurs into Christmas songs and have it last for the next, you know, coming generations. Yeah. But Christmas music, and I love Christmas music. It's something that, um, you know, is polarizing for people. Some people hate Christmas songs. I love it because I love Christmas and it's tied so closely to our nostalgia. It's not necessarily that they're
1: Amazing songs. songs. Yeah.
0: It's that they're so tied to the magic of what Christmas is for us. That's why it's hard to incorporate new Christmas songs.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting. I was reading, like, eight problematic Christmas songs, and All I Want for Christmas is You is on there, too. It's like, she needs a man. That's all she wants. And, like, sometimes, like, I see it. Like, people are definitely reaching. I think people are reaching with that. I think that that you definitely see, and I feel like that's where a lot of criticism comes with this generation being, like, the snowflakes and, like, being too sensitive. But, like, I I think that there's a lot of reason for us to be sensitive, but then I also see things like that and I'm like, okay. That's definitely reaching because That's reaching. For me, I'm just like if you don't
0: understand that song, you've obviously never had an unrequited crush. Yeah. <laughs> because if you've really really crushed on somebody and you're like really like I just want them to notice me. I just want to to with I always pictured them. it
1: too as being like, for some reason, he's out of town or he's away, and she just wants him to come, to come home. Come home, yeah. You know, and I feel like that's what, I mean, listen to any Taylor Swift song or listen to any pop song. It's about people just wanting to be with the people that they love. And well, there's, there's a wrong reason
0: why most songs, especially most successful songs, are about love. It's because yeah. it's an emotion that we can all relate, relate to. to. Um, I will say, though, about. People saying, because that's an argument that's been made for Baby It's Cold Outside, uh, is that this generation is just too sensitive. And here's the thing. Like I said, I don't have a problem with the song being played on the radio. I understand the context. I think it's important to examine and understand the context.
1: Um, But you can't expect everyone to examine the context. I
0: understand that. But the thing is, the reason why it needs to be talked about and it needs to be examined is because the media we consume... Does affect our lives. Mm-hmm. It does affect the way we interact. It does cause a Z Sari type situation yeah. where w- wires get crossed because we are not understanding the other person's experience or yeah. like what they grew up. Consuming exactly, and this song does perpetuate something that yes, while in this situation with these two people who are singing this song, it might be a consensual, mutual, agreed upon dance it's a that they're cute doing.
1: Husband and wife teasing each other, right. yeah.
0: But in other situations, when applied to. Other couples who maybe are not on the same page. Yeah.
1: Um, but that's when it becomes dangerous. That's
0: when it becomes dangerous, and the men maybe have consumed a lot of media that's told them that no, this is what women want. Because
1: of course they have. Because yeah. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I gotta say that something about the more recent. Romantic comedies that I really like. Like Mm -hmm. uh, Netflix came out with a few this year that I really like. I just told Keegan I watched Crazy Rich Asians last Mm -hmm. night. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's amazing. I feel like we're starting to kind of adapt that narrative into something that's more healthy, which I really like. It's about two consenting people falling in love with each other, and it's still the cheesy good time. Right, it can still make comedy feel
0: good. I think that people are very concerned that we are stripping romance out of dating culture. But that's not
1: romance. The the chase to me is not romance. Well, there's
0: something to be said about like, will he kiss me or won't he kiss me, and like those those like butterflies that you get. Yeah. But I don't think that a simple like, can I kiss you, is removing yourself from that. I think you still have those feelings. You know what I mean? So I don't think that. The point of this is, for me, I don't have a problem with this song necessarily. Yeah. I think it hasn't aged well. I understand why people have a big issue with it completely.
1: Yeah. But it's important for it to be examined.
0: But it's important for it to be examined. Yeah. yeah. And and the the bottom line is, if a woman says no and she wants to go home, even if you kind of get the sense that she wants to
1: stay... Let her give her, go. give her that option to go because then also I feel like if she says, no, I really should go and you let her go, I feel like that bodes better for you than right. trying to get her to stay. And here's the thing. If she says, I want to go home and she doesn't mean
0: it and you say, okay, um, let me call you a cab. Like, let me walk you to a cab. Then you should be like,
1: actually, exactly. maybe I'll stay.
0: And then she'll give you that verbal Yes, I want to stay. Let's
1: rewrite the song and yeah. have it be like that. Like, I gotta go home. Let me call you a cab. Actually, i Actually, I'll never stay. mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Actually, help me come up with an excuse to tell my mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they spend the night being like, okay, you stay here. We're going to tell her it was really cold outside. The snow was too bad. I just didn't want you to go out there. You slept on the couch. I slept on the bed. You can do whatever you want to do, whatever you're comfortable with. Keegan, we just wrote a hit. It's done. We wrote a done. hit. Deal. We're going to be multimillionaires. So I think we're on the same page about yeah. this song, I think. Yeah. Um, well, and it's funny because like I thought that I was going to go into this episode really just being very anti this song because of uh, the media that's been covering it within the last few years and the way that I've kind of grown to think about it as Same. an adult but then the more I read about it I was kind of like I, I started to learn more about this song but ex- ex- I'm not going to beat a dead horse here but it's like that's exactly what we're saying you have to c- get information about things and this is really kind of like any of our Problematic Fave episodes we always kind of come to the consensus that you can like whatever you want as long as you realize some of the context behind it
0: right exactly exactly so um, like what you like just realize the ways in which it's problematic and yeah. understand that that's a thing Thing is everyone is just getting, on both sides, getting outraged without taking the time
1: well, that's what I was to examine say. both points. And if one person says, you know, maybe this person has a history of sexual abuse. Right. This song really bothers me. Instead of somebody coming at you being like, that's dumb, this is why, it means this, it means that. Instead of chastising somebody for maybe feeling uncomfortable watching a certain movie or show or listening to a certain song, understand that maybe that person just it just makes them uncomfortable They have or different lived experience. Up. And instead of arguing with them about it, just be like I understand your experience, I really like that song, but I'm so sorry that it affects you that way.
0: Right, and I also think that there is something to be said for the world isn't always going to bend to you and cater to yeah. you. And it's tough that that is something that's triggering for you to hear on the radio or be inundated with everywhere you go the holiday season. Yeah. Um, but you're going to have to face things like that in life. Mm -hmm. So you you might just have
1: to change the station. And it's part of a healing process too. You know what I mean? When you've been through things like that, you can't always protect yourself from everything, and so maybe you know that's a sign that you've got stuff to work through too, yep. and that's your responsibility as well. So. Yeah, you
0: got to take care of your own mental health in yep. whatever way you can. Exactly. Um. So if let us know if you have different views about this song, we yeah. are totally open to hearing your counterpoints totally. and arguments about how you feel about this song. We hope you liked this kind of shorter episode focusing on one specific thing. Yeah. We hope that we were able to give you a little bit of solace throughout your holiday festivities today. If you're kind of hiding from your Trump-supporting family, (laughs) we understand. We get it. We get it. We hope we were able to be there with you (laughs) for your your Christmas day. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you're enjoying the quiet of... um, Wherever you are. Yeah, I love... Whenever everyone goes
1: out of town in L.A. When is it happening? It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. And it
0: (laughs) is a little weird um, because in L.A. it's always so freaking crowded. Traffic is always
1: so bad. But
0: everyone in L.A. is transplant, So most people go out of town.
1: I know. Now my mom comes to me, which I love because it makes it so much easier on me. But, yeah, it is nice when it's nice and quiet and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So um, should we list some things that we want for Christmas, Keegan? Sure. Um, I would say that, and I didn't write anything down, but I did think of a few things. I would say one thing that I want for Christmas is more overall acceptance between the left and the right.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think... That's going to be one of them. Everything is a culture war right now. Yeah. And it's very difficult. It does make spending time with your family harder. Yeah. Uh, It makes relationships in general more difficult. And I do think that there is something to be said for a certain amount of understanding. Um, that's hard for me to say. Well, still not
1: agreeing. Well, still can... not
0: agreeing. And also, it's it's a kind of a touchy thing because there. I'm not going to try and understand a Nazi. Do you no, know what I mean? Not like, at all. there's not going to be any level of understanding no. there. But I think just the everyday average person on the left, person on the right. Um, not completely discounting every single thing that comes out of their mouths.
1: Yeah, and just kind of having our party system go back a little bit to the way it was. You know what I mean? Where it's not... I mean, and luckily it did bring out all the racists and things like that so we can do our best to fight against those people. But I do wish there was a little bit more peace between the parties. So that, that'll that be my first one. What What is something that you want for Christmas, Keegan?
0: I would say more... Something that, you know, a couple of the posts that we've made on our Instagram recently have really highlighted to me that even within intersectional communities and feminist communities, one community that is still very much uh, attacked and almost condoned Uh uh, is the body acceptance community. That was going
1: to be another one for
0: Um, me. yep. The way that people have responded, and some even kind of seemingly progressive people have responded to our body positive posts. The amount of fat shaming is really upsetting to me. And so I would like more inclusion of all types of bodies Mm -hmm. in not only our feminism, but just in the media in general. Um, You don't have to like someone's lifestyle to respect them as a human being yeah so exactly
1: or like the way someone looks or anything like that yeah you don't have to be
0: attracted to someone to respect them as a person exactly
1: and in the age of the internet you can say whatever you want online without any retribution so people like to come out and state their opinions rather than thinking about each person as a person um i think i'd say another thing i really want for christmas is for Uh, a lot of people in the Trump party to go to jail oh yes it'd be great oh my gosh
0: I would like uh, an impeachment for Christmas that would would be be amazing that would be great and you know what else I want for Christmas what for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to stay fucking healthy for the next two years stay alive
1: girl stay alive we love you just two more years yeah, at least girl please I know you have it in you I know this. you got this. You got this, girl. Yes, so. I see. Is there anything else that I really want for Christmas? I really want all of our listeners far and wide to be, to feel accepted by the people in their lives. We get a lot of um, messages from our listeners saying that we are the people that they can go to because the other people in their lives don't accept their beliefs in the way that they think. Um I wish for all of them to be more accepted in their lives by their families and friends and for them to also grow strength within themselves for believing the things that they believe because both Keegan and I have experienced times where we are on the outs with the things that we're passionate about and we've been chastised for the things that we're passionate about and so I hope that all of you guys feel more loved and accepted as the days go by And um, I'm so thankful that you guys come to us as a way of feeling a sense of peace and understanding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So if you have if you want to send us your feminist holiday wish list please do that you can also send us your sister solidarity stories you can send us your ask me anything we need those by January 14th Mm -hmm. and truly
1: it is an ask me anything so any questions we've gotten so many good questions I was reading through them with my mom last Mm -hmm. night like just kind of my mock answers that I've started with and she was like oh my gosh those are so good Um, we've gotten some really amazing ones and we have a lot but I mean like we we need more yeah absolutely so keep sending us in if you've sent them in before and you thought of something else keep sending them like that's totally fine it doesn't matter who they're from you know yeah um we haven't gotten any sister solidarity stories in a while we haven't gotten um any coming out stories in a while if you guys you know you can send those anytime please feel free to send them to us you can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com you can reach out to us on instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. Uh, join us on Twitter. We don't really do a whole lot, but check it out anyways. We are y-a- at Yamp Podcast, Y A N F Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. We have a business page where you can also review and subscribe to or subscribe, no, rate just and review, review. <laughs> rate and review us on our business page on Facebook. You can join our group. Please continue to review, rate, and subscribe on iTunes. That really does help us so much, and we so appreciate it. Um, listen to us on Radio Public. That helps us out a little bit as well. So We're I, so close to that $25, Madigan. I know, right? We almost so made $25 this year, Keegan. Very close. Look <laughs> at us rolling in the dough. So, all right, you guys. Happy, happy, happy holidays. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. And with that being said, we encourage you to, to rage on. on. Bye.